sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Would you like to get involved with KUCI, the greatest radio station in Orange County, or anywhere for that matter? The annual fund drive is April 19th to May 3rd. There are thank yous like gift certificates, CDs, attractive t-shirts, and even live concert tickets. Get involved. Be a part of the greatest radio station in the history of Middle Earth. For more information, please go to KUCI.org. Thank you much. This portion of KUCI programming is sponsored by the Southern California University of Health Sciences, which incorporates the Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, the College of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine, the School of Massage Therapy, and the Ayurvedic Medicine Program. Southern California University of Health Sciences is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, the Accreditation Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine, and the Council on Chiropractic Education. More information is available at www.scuhs.edu or at 877-434-7757. That's Southern California University of Health Sciences, helping to keep KUCI on the air. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. And this is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And coming up in just a few moments, a Middle Earth perspective on life with What Would Arwen Do? KCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth and celebrating with you, hopefully, the uh, KCI annual fund drive. And you'll hear a little bit more about that in just a few moments. KCI in Irvine. And that enchanting music from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the original soundtrack from the movie, award, Academy Award-winning music from Howard Shore. And this is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at www.kuci.org. And... I want to say a special welcome in case you're just tuning in and wondering what in the world is this show, What Would Arwen Do? What is that all about? Well, this is the show where I ask, we ask, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Orange County, California, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people ask, what would Jesus do? Which is, I believe, a very good question. 
However, I like to ask, what would Arwen do? And in case you're not familiar, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and the lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen was also a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all of the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or in Elvish Arda. And I believe that Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige, that with great privilege comes responsibility. Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, through her courage, wisdom, beauty, her sense of humor, and service to others. In Tolkien uh, and The Lord of the Rings, Colin Durias wrote, In his invented mythology of Middle-earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God, and his created world. So I believe this, quote, elven quality exists today in every living person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. And I'm very excited because I have a Hobbit co-host, Milo Lonesdown. Hi, Milo. Good afternoon, Tani. Isn't it a beautiful KUCI day here in the Shire? Absolutely. And it is rather a Shire day. Uh started out such so sunny, and now uh, the clouds kind of came over, and we're getting a little bit of weather here in the Shire. We're getting ready for a glorious sprinkling on the gardens, so we can have the wonderful zucchini, the wonderful flowers. And mushrooms. You hobbits oh, like your mushrooms. Oh, and mushrooms. Yes, mushrooms. <laughs> I must say, mushrooms and bacon, I uh, I confess. <laughs> well, um, we're very excited because, and uh, let's take a moment to greet our listeners, those that are listening uh, on live, because we do broadcast here from the University of California at Irvine, and we are 200 watts broadcasting to most of Orange County, uh, but we also broadcast through the Internet. Is that right? That's right. We have many Internet personae. We have live streaming 24 hours, 7 days a week at KUCI.org in both Windows Media format and Real Player format. As well, we have podcasts available for download shortly after the shows are complete for the public affairs programming at KUCI Talk. That's K-U-C-I-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. And this program is also available, and we should say hello to the people listening via iTunes. You can download podcasts as well by going to iTunes and searching for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and you will find What Would Arwen Do? So I am very excited because for the next two weeks, we will be having our annual fund drive. And on this show, we um, talk about all kinds of different things and have interesting guests on. Um, it has been such a wonderful privilege to me to be part of the KUCI community now for <clears throat> five years. I guess it well, the show will be five years in June. And it's been life-changing for me, and I've got to meet some of the most incredible people uh, on my Middle-Earth travels. I'm uh, so impressed. You had André Vienne himself, the creator of the Hobbit stage 
puppet stage, larger than life puppet stage show. Mm-hmm. You've had Edward we've Hirsch. Had. <laughs> we've we've had you've had Edward Hirsch speaking of Poetry Month, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a podcast available. Edward Hirsch, the the famous author of How to Read a Poem. And with the subtitle, How to Read a Poem and Fall in Love with Poetry. And, and yes. of course, it is, this is National um, National Poetry Month. April is National Poetry Month. And uh, a little bit later in the show, we will be getting into some poetry <clears throat> uh, with some wonderful things to share with our listeners. Uh, but we'll say a little bit about that because there's also a very special event coming up at the end of this month that oh, has to do with poetry. Yes. And uh, so we'll, we'll save that for a little okay. bit. Um, <clears throat> but I'd like for us to take just a few moments. Actually, there's a couple of other announcements of wonderful things that are going on locally. But I'd like to just um, take a moment to, to thank our listeners for supporting us. We are a community radio station here at KUCI. We are completely listener-supported. Everyone that works there, there's like um, something like a couple of hundred people that are involved here at the station between the radio shows and the management. Um, everybody, even the managers, our general manager, are all um, we're all volunteers, and we're here because we're passionate about bringing um, great alternative music. Uh, our policy here is that we do not play any mainstream music, and it's not because we don't like mainstream music. We are actually thrilled. <clears throat> to pieces for bands that are making it big and making uh, their way in the world through the craft of their music. Uh, but there's also a whole lot of music out there that uh, from artists that aren't getting airpla- airplay time on um, the major stations. So we like to bring awareness to those um, to those artists through KCI and <clears throat> with public affairs programming that's very different than anything you're going to hear on your national public radio. <laughs> and and very excellent as well. I think of film school, tremendous. Matt Kaplan's program also on the um, the astronomy subject. Planetary radio, which is on. We just uh, a couple of weeks ago started a new um, schedule of programming, and very excited that our public affairs programming has expanded back into the afternoon uh, traveling. Uh, what are they called? Drive time slots. Drive time slots. <laughs> yes. And uh, do you have one of the new um, program guides with you there? I took a stack of them, and I <clears throat> don't know that I brought one in. Um, but this is our annual fun drive. It's going on for two weeks, and this is the time of the year where we invite people to come and play. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I like to think of it not uh, as oh, you know. You listen to the station, you should support us. I like to think of it as come and have some fun, you know, and and it's a way for people to participate even if they can't come and take the DJ training. <clears throat> oh, I think I found one of the program guides right here. One for you, one for me. So, um, so having said that, People can call and donate. We have some, in fact, do you have a list there of some of the things that we have to offer for people to thank them at the different levels, at the different levels that people can participate? Um, and some, we have some great things that uh, local businesses have donated uh, to say thank you for supporting the mm-hmm. best call community radio station in Orange County. Yes, uh, Tani, they're wonderful people that have made things available we have our our basic pledge package is is thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and but everyone, even if you can only even if you can only donate 
$5, if that's all you have. Everyone will get a KUCI bumper sticker with our attractive logo, the program guide, and a special edition KUCI pin, if you're a pin collector. So every donation, whatever the amount is, is appreciated. And, and in our donations, we can accept MasterCard and Visa and American Express, as well as a pledge of a check to come later. We will invoice you. But the uh, $30 pledge is our basic package. You get the things I've mentioned, as well as you can choose one of the CDs that has been contributed in uh, genres such as rock and roll, hip-hop, blues, country and western. Experimental, indie, goth, jazz, folk. We have many different kinds of music at the (laughs) radio station. Uh, at the $40 level, which is the commemorative level, Tani, because we recently celebrated our 40th anniversary as a radio station. 40 years of KUCI, the $40 pledge, gets you a KUCI t-shirt. So, awesome. And we uh, have really cute. Yes. Um, they're the, actually local artists that... Uh, for instance, the new yes, 2010 the, t-shirt. The DJ, the Anteater DJ. Uh, as as some of you may know, we are based at the University of California at Irvine, and we are known as the Anteaters. <laughs> and so this whimsical 2010 radio station t-shirt has a picture of an anteater as a DJ. I uh, wonder what the anteaters of Middle Earth would have looked like. I bet they were awfully cute. I imagine so. <laughs> of course, they're still awfully cute. So this is a... So we'd just like to invite our listeners, if you've been listening to this show or if you've been listening to any shows and you just want to call and make a pledge, we would be absolutely delighted to take your phone call and to take your pledge and to say thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, being there and enjoying uh, what we do and for choosing to participate and become a part of that. Um, as I mentioned, we are... Um, we are listener-supported. We do get us um, some money from the uh, college, but we are a community-supported radio station from the donations all the way to the people who bring you all the music and the programming. And, of course, what people out there in Radioland are probably dying to hear is, if you're listening to this live, you can, or really any time, you can call 949-824-5824. That's 949 949- UCI, KUCI, and we will have one of our many operators standing ready at the phone bank to take your pledge, no matter how, how small or large it may be. If you have, if you're fortunate enough to be blessed with a lot of resources, feel, feel free to donate as your heart tells you. Well, and, oh, there's the phone ringing right there. Let's see if we can answer it here. Okay, so... We have also, at the $75 pledge level, we have that basic package, as well as a T-shirt, and two CDs. You can choose two CDs from our, from our uh, library of gifts. And then, at the $100 level, you have that basic, basic package, as well as a combination of any four items, T-shirts and CDs. Uh, as well as certain special items that are listed as minimum $100 donations. So there yeah. are some concert tickets to the Doheny Blues Festival, Ooh. for instance. 
Well, we also have a couple more things that are specific to this program, and I'm very excited because Dr. Lee Weinberg has called in, and Dr. Lee has been a supporter of this program for years and years. And what's also wonderful is that we do list the supporters of KCI on our website, so we like to thank people publicly. So, so um, if you, especially if you are a business um, you can certainly donate. It's a tax-deductible donation that you can make as a business. A uh, great thing to do. And um, Dr. Lee has been supporting us now for years. And I want to say, hello, Dr. Lee, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Dr. Lee, um, what is the name of your business again? Uh, it's called the Chiropractic and Spinal Decompression Center. And you're located right here in Newport Beach, is right, that right? Right at Newport Beach off of uh, Dove Street, in uh, right close to the uh, Orange County Airport. And um, so you're over there helping people have a healthy spine. And uh, and what, what is spinal decompression? What's that? Uh, spinal decompression is a, a relatively new technology, maybe within the last five years. It really helps uh, patients with um, uh, herniated discs bulging discs in the low back and in the neck. It can be excruciatingly painful, mm. and uh, it, it gives people a lot of relief and can sometimes even uh, prevent surgery for, um, you know, people that might need disc surgery or, uh, you know, some, some uh, degrees of surgery in the neck and the low back. Wow. Well, you, as I mentioned before, you have been a supporter of us here at KUCI for several years, and I want to thank you very much. Happy to do it. For always, that support. Yeah, always. we're always happy to uh, to give to a, a really good cause and a great great, uh, great station and a, a really supportive of the community for many years. We appreciate what you guys do. Well, <clears throat> thank you. And um, so you are making a $50 pledge. Yay. Yeah. And thank you, Dr. Lee. This is... <laughs> This is, this uh, is Milo. This is my Hobbit co-host. Oh, hi there. Thank you, Dr. Lee. No problem. <laughs> and Dr. Lee, you have a couple of special offers that you are making as well for people who want to call in uh, during the show. Isn't that right? Yes, ma'am. Any, anyone that calls in during the show and if, if, they, if they miss their opportunity, they, if you guys are still answering phones later. But we're giving a uh, half-hour massage uh, at no charge and a uh, complimentary uh, exam and adjustment at no charge. And that's good up until uh, June 1st of this year. Great. So if people want to call, 949-824-5824, 949-824-5824. And Dr. Lee, I, I know I've talked to you about this before, but um, here at KCI, we are a community radio station, and uh, especially with our public affairs programming, a lot of times people come in from the community. So I have you... I'd really like for you to consider thinking about coming and taking our DJ training one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to take you up <laughs> on it, without a doubt. It would be fantastic right. to have uh, something here that you could talk to people about, uh, you know, about the benefits of chiropractic, spinal decompression. You also do some work with sports injuries, don't you? Uh, absolutely. We, have, uh, we, we uh, specialize in uh, a lot of golf injuries. We treat a lot of uh, uh, tennis players. Mm -hmm. And um, and believe it or not, even uh, there's... Uh, gals that come in that, that have uh, that, that ride horses, they have a lot of upper back and some neck issues, yeah. so things like that, uh, sports, and, you know, even even some kids that come in from, uh, you know, Pop Warner's uh, 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 football and even high school football. Oh, wow. Very physical, for, uh, physical and uh, chiropractic is, is shown to be really helpful in those areas. Well, Dr. Lee, again, you're over there at, um, uh, is it? 
say that I always get the the name of the name of your uh, place all mixed up. Say, uh, again, chi- Chiropractic and Spinal Decompression Center, mm-hmm. and that is uh, sixteen hundred Dove Street. Great. And your phone number there, in case you And it's nine four nine four seven four three one two zero. Well, Dr. Lee, thank you again for supporting community and college radio. And uh, blessings to you and your family. And no problem. We, we, love, we love to do it, and we, we can't wait to see you again. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Tony. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. So, Dr. Lee calling in a pledge. It's, wow. That's, that's wonderful. Just, just yeah. wonderful. And he's been, he's been supporting this program now for, I think, the, about three or four years. So it's wonderful to be supported also by local businesses. And in case you are someone uh, listening in from a local business and you would still like to donate something for us to give out uh, on the air as um, thank you gifts, uh, you can certainly contact us here at our business number, which is, you can call it, oh, here it is, 949-824-6868. 949-824-6868. And uh, just ask for our broadcast media coordinator and he'll be happy to take your gift. So, uh, again, that was, that was exciting. I love talking to Dr. Lee and, and it's just, it's fun to have, to know that people are listening and everybody gets to participate and we all have a lot of fun. Yes, that's an important point. I know I have friends fellow hobbits that would never even dream of speaking publicly, mm. would never dream of actually speaking on a radio program. But this is a way that the entire community, uh, students to faculty to people that live around in Irvine, can actually participate in the radio station and support it. They don't have to embarrass themselves by getting on the air and, and speaking right. or any of that. They can just... Call 949-824-5824 and donate to the degree that their finances allow, and they are supporting the best college radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Absolutely. We have music that is non-parel. Amy <laughs> with Pixelated Harmonies before us. I know. I love us. Pixelated Harmonies. It's all about wonderful. music that makes you happy. We have just tremendous music of many dimensions, reggae, Jazz. We have an excellent classical program. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of music, uh, before we transition into um, our little discussion of poetry and hearing some poetry from the professor himself today, um, and talking about a few um, little things that elves might be interested, elves and hobbits, a uh, little bit of stargazing going on locally, um, let's play some music. And let's play a little celebration of Hobbit music from the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, this song concerning the Hobbits. Okay. I'm ready, Tommy. Um, this is KUCI in Irvine, and we are right here by the phones. If you would like to give us a call, we would love to hear from you and take your pledge. 949-UCI-KUCI, 949-824-5824. KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. And that was some wonderful music from The Fellowship of the Ring by Howard Shore, Academy Award-winning composer. Speaking of The Lord of the Rings, I know that there are many of us that are very fascinated about the 
next movies coming out from Peter Jackson, and we have some news of the movies. First of all, from MovieWeb.com, there are news. They report uh, an article on MoviePhone.com website. This is where I first read about it. The full report is InsideMovies.MoviePhone.com. MoviePhone was able to speak to Peter Jackson, the director of the Lord of the Rings movies. He is the producer of the Hobbit movies, and Guillermo del Toro is planned to be the director, is announced to be the director, and has been producing uh, screenplays in conjunction with Peter Jackson. Well, Peter Jackson recently confirmed that the screenplays for both The Hobbit and The Hobbit sequel have been completed. Quote, we've just delivered the script. Literally last week, we delivered the second of the two screenplays, the first draft. So the studio's got both scripts right now, which is a milestone. As to when the film might begin shooting, he said the film hasn't officially been greenlit as of yet by MGM. A start date hasn't technically been announced. But he said it's not been delayed because we've never announced the date. It's sort of interesting because the studio MGM has never greenlit The Hobbit, so therefore The Hobbit has never been officially announced as a Go project. But there's so much interest that people, newspapers, magazines of their own account, say uh, it's likely to film in May, it's likely June, September. People make this stuff up. And then if it's not filming in June, they get a story saying The Hobbit's been delayed. But it's never actually been announced, end quote. So that's one piece of news. Another piece of news is from the OneRing.net. There is Hobbit news as well. As we know, MGM owns the rights to half of the Hobbit movies. Investors now want to give the financially distressed MGM $500 million to start making new productions, according to Nikki Finke at Deadline.com. Relativity Media, backed by a hedge fund, must see the profit potential in projects and properties like The Hobbit and the other projects that MGM has going. This offer was made three weeks ago, which means they probably won't be following Torn's advice, but maybe those holding MGM's $3.7 billion debt will and allow this to happen. So there, Tani, is a bit of the news of the Lord of the Rings uh, prequels, The Hobbit movies, from various websites. Cool. So, we had a wonderful caller. Um, I'm very excited, very excited to announce. Uh, that was a caller um, from a local business who would like to donate some gift certificates for some bakery items. So I will um, call her back afterwards and get the details, but isn't that wonderful? That is really great news, Tony. It's always wonderful to have local businesses that are supporting us. So we've had a call from Dr. Lee Weinberg. We've had a call from uh, Dee's, uh, Dee's Treats. And, uh, yeah, so we're having all kinds of fun here today. <laughs> it's really, really excellent. Now, um, so did you do the Hobbit movie report? Is that what I heard you? Um... Yes, that's exactly right. I was talking about, I was talking about the... the um, the Hobbit movies and the news that uh, you you already know, Tani, you all-seeing, all-knowing elf. And the other thing I would like to mention is um, that uh, that there's, there's no news on the casting front yet. Hmm. So we still have in IMDb.com the same list of prospective actors. Okay. 
So, but the good news is someone wants to give MGM $500 million to make The Hobbit and a couple other films. This makes us very uh, happy. And and an excellent piece of news that Jackson and Guillermo Guillermo del Toro have finished both scripts, both for Hobbit Part 1 and Hobbit Part 2. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) But you can imagine they're under very tight control. I know, but it's so exciting, you know, just uh, especially since you dropped that little pearl not too long ago that there might be um, uh, an elf character in the in the movie that we don't know about. So. Yes. So let's talk about, um, well, we're going to be getting into National Poetry Month, a little bit of uh, poetry here this afternoon. Right. Uh, but before we do, I wanted to just talk about something going on here locally. And if you don't live here in Orange County, um, there's at least one part of this that you could uh, probably get involved with uh, some in some respect, in your area, and that is Earth Day 2010, which is, I believe, technically on uh, Thursday, April 22nd. But right here in Orange County, one of my very favorite places on the whole planet is over here at the Newport Bay, the Peter and Mary Muth Interpretive Center, 2301 University Drive, Newport Beach, right there at the corner of Irvine. And uh, you can't see their building from the street because they've built it into the hill and it's made with all um, recycled and uh, earth-friendly materials. But they are having a very special celebration coming up this coming Sunday, April 25th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The information, the call-in number is 949-640-6712 or visit the website at newportbay.org. And would you tell our listeners a little bit about what's happening uh, there at the at the Interpretive Center on Earth Day, they're going to have environmental exhibits, scavenger hunts for all ages, yeah. science discovery and craft booths, opportunity drawing with great prizes, the LEAF Leaf E Commercial Showings and Awards. The Newport Beach Film Festival has environmental films. They'll be showing those throughout right. the day. Team Kids Inside the Outdoors and Friends for Change activities, live music, and much, much more. And uh, this is always a very fun event. It's a great uh, family thing, a way for people to come and bring their kids, learn about the Back Bay, the Back Bay being one of the last remaining estuaries along the California coast. And actually coming up in May, May, Saturday, May 22nd, is Upper Newport Bay Estuary Awareness Day. And again, more information about that at newportbay.org. But this coming Sunday uh, at the um, Earth Day and Learning from Nature, and there's all kinds, usually the um, people from Birds of Prey are there with uh, many different types of birds. Uh, Generally, they get birds that have been injured, and they nurse them back to health and re-release them into the wild, and they're very careful not to imprint on the birds so that the bird doesn't think it's now domesticated. But every once in a while, some of the birds are injured to the extent that they cannot be reintroduced to the wild and cannot take care of themselves. And so the Birds of Prey Center uh, continues to care for the birds and um, befriends them and uses them, not, I hate to use the word uses, but, you know, brings them to these different events to educate people about uh, about our beautiful birds that we share the planet with. 
Another yeah. wonderful thing about this event on Sunday, April 25th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is they have free electronic waste recycling. If you have broken mm. down computers, if you have broken cell phones, things that can't be no- donated because they just don't work anymore, they're broken, the right thing to do is electronic recycling because many of our electronic devices have very toxic materials inside mm. and those need to be properly disposed of so as not to infect the environment. So people can come and have fun, learn about the bay. Uh, they'll always, they always have great food. They'll have live music. Usually they have, a lot of times they have like a Native American uh, dance group or something. And again, that's this coming Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, right here at the Peter and Mary Muth Interpretive Center, 2301 University Drive, Newport Beach, 949-640-6712 or visit newportbay.org. And of course, the other event that we elves get so excited about. Yes. What would <laughs> has that be? to do with stargazing. <laughs> and this coming Friday evening, Friday, April 16th. So actually, you know, now that I think about it. Now uh, that I think about it. I mean, elvish time Earth works Day differently. Is a week from Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elvish time works differently than real time. Yeah. Today in the real world is is April 20th, so this coming oh. Sunday, five days from today, is the Earth Day celebration at the Peter and Mary Muth uh, Interpretive Center. But that astronomy stargazing, I was wondering, it happened it was, last, it was Friday. last Friday. I was wondering if you had a chance <laughs> to attend it, because it looked just like the kind it, of thing you would enjoy. It didn't. I got, I got probably distracted by the moon and... Uh, was for some reason was thinking it was this coming Friday. However, not all is not lost because uh, the Orange County astronomers do have astronomy night at the Back Bay quite often. So please check out the um, the schedule of events at newportbay.org, and they'll they'll be sure and let people know when the next astronomy night is coming up, and we'll all get out together and gaze at some stars. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> so. Um, this is April National Poetry Month, and very exciting. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, last year, just about this time, I was very privileged to get to interview Edward Hirsch, who is a writer and poet, the author of How to Read a Poem and Fall in Love with Poetry, as well as the president of the uh, Guggenheim Foundation, and he was here doing a, a wonderful lecture. He also is the author of, uh, not the author, but the editor uh, with uh, even Boland of a delightful book called The Making of a Sonnet. And this is just is kind of a history of sonnets and the differences and comparisons and and just a wonderful spanning hundreds of years, hundreds of years here in uh, The Making of a Sonnet, a Norton anthology. And uh, you can get this at your local bookstore. Wonderful thing if you are interested in sonnets. But I know you're very excited about it being National Poetry Month because... Because my favorite dramatist, my favorite poet, my favorite man of the theater, William Shakespeare, was born, we would say, this Friday in 1564. We know that he was christened on April 26th of 1564, and in that time period, those families would have then christened their son three days after his birth, so we now celebrate his birth on April 23rd, and this Friday, there will be many, many events throughout 
England, throughout North America. The Folger Shakespeare Library has special events mm. in Washington, D.C. at that fabulous Shakespeare um, place of learning and scholarship and excellent exhibits and, and presentations. So, yes, I'm very excited. And, and part of it is because Shakespeare, I feel, and we may get to this in a minute, influenced some of the verse that Tolkien composed. Well, now that you mention that, and I have not had a chance to find this, but this is another little treasure that I think that we shall have to find. But did you know that there is a book called Tolkien and Shakespeare, Essays on Shared Themes and Language, Critical Explorations in Science Fiction and Fantasy? Oh, my gosh, I haven't heard of it, and I must get it. I've never heard of it either, and I have all kinds of these commentary books. I just, for some reason, today, it just... I decided to Google Tolkien and Shakespeare. And lo and behold, there's a book, an actual book called Tolkien and Shakespeare. That's wonderful. And uh, it's available through Amazon.com, as is mo- as are most, most books. It's probably um, available in the UCI library for viewing oh, and maybe regional libraries yes. for checkout. I cannot wait to get my hands on this little puppy. It was published in 2007, and it says here in the product description, Tolkien and Shakespeare... One, a prolific popular dramatist and poet of the Elizabethan era. The other, a 20th century scholar of Old English and author of a considerably smaller body of work. Though unquestionably very different writers, the two have more in common than one might expect. These essays focus on the broad themes and motifs which concerned both authors. They seek to uncover Shakespeare's influence on Tolkien through echoes of the playwright's themes and even word choices, discovering how Tolkien used, revised, updated, quote, corrected, and otherwise held an ongoing dialogue with Shakespeare's works. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you are going to do a reading this morning. Let me read this little part. It says, The depiction of elves and the world of fairy and how humans interact with them are some of the most obvious points of comparison and difference for the two writers. So what are you, what were you going to share with us today? Well, from my vast library of, of the various versions, various editions of the complete works of Shakespeare, I thought and I looked at it and I said, well, there's no getting away from a Midsummer Night's Dream, mm. and especially that beginning of the second act where... Um, an elf described in the text as a fairy mm-hmm. comes in one door and Robin Goodfellow, known as Puck, uh, comes in another door. Mm-hmm. And I found an echo of this in a piece uh, that the, that the uh, professor wrote. Professor Tolkien wrote a wonderful poem. But listen to this Shakespeare and then listen to the professor. So from... Act 2, Scene 1 of A Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare in the Oxford Shakespeare edition. So nice and slowly so we can savor every morsel. Robin says, How now, spirit, whither wander you? And the fairy says, Over hill, over dale, Thorough bush, through briar, Over park, over pale, Through flood, through fire. I do wander everywhere, swifter than the moon's sphere, and I serve the fairy queen to do her orbs upon the green. The cowslips tall her pensioners be, in their gold coats spots you see. 
Those be rubies, fair favors. In those freckles live their savors. I must go seek some dewdrops here, and hang a pearl in every cowslip's ear. Farewell, thou lob of spirits, I'll be gone. Our queen and all her elves come here anon. And as I was reading this last night, mm-hmm. as I, I was dipping in all many, many plays and the sonnets and so forth, but I just couldn't get away from this. And it rang a bell in my mind, and uh, just the beginning, we want to hear the professor read it, but in my mind, it rang the bell of errantry. Mm-hmm. I'm reading from the Tolkien reader, the 95-cent original Valentine <laughs> edition <laughs> from many years ago. Mm-hmm. But the poem is Errantry, and I'll read a little bit of it. Yes, please do. There was a merry passenger, a messenger, a mariner. He built a gilded gondola to wander in, and had in her a load of yellow oranges and porridge for his provender. He perfumed her with marjoram and cardamom and lavender. And that rang a bell to Mm -hmm. me. I mean, I, I said, when I read the Act Two, Scene One from Midsummer Night's Dream. I said that sounds in some way like, like Tolkien's errantry. Uh-huh. And wouldn't it be lovely if we could hear the professor himself read that? It would be lovely, and we just happen to have the professor himself reading that on. And this is part of the J.R.R. Tolkien audio collection. So here, for the listening pleasure of our reader, of our readers, of our listeners, and in case you are just so thrilled with this that you would love to call us and make a donation during our annual fund drive. The number is 949-824-5824. And we'll be standing right by the phones. In the meantime, please enjoy this little delicious morsel of poetry from J.R.R. Tolkien, KCI in Irvine. There was a merry passenger, a messenger, a mariner. He built a gilded gondola to wander in and had in her a load of yellow oranges and porridge for his provender. He perfumed her with marjoram and cardamom and lavender. He called the winds of Argoses with cargoes in to carry him across the river seventeen that lay between to tarry him. He landed all in loneliness, where stone into the pebbles on the running river Derilin goes merrily for ever on. He journeyed then through meadowlands to shadowland the dreary lay, and under hill and over hill went roving still a weary way. He sat and sang a melody, his errantry a tarrying, he begged a pretty butterfly that fluttered by to marry him. She scorned him, and she scoffed at him. She laughed at him unpitying. So long he studied wizardry, and sigildry, and smithying. He wove a tissue airy thin to snare her in. To follow her he made him beetle leather wing, and feather wing of swallow hair. He caught her in bewilderment with filament of spider thread. He made her soft pavilions of lilies, and a bridal bed of flowers, and a thistle down to nestle down and rest her in and silken webs of filmy white and silver light he dressed her in. He threaded gems in necklaces, but recklessly she squandered them, and fell a bit of quarrelling. Then sorrowing he wandered on, and there he left her withering, as shivering he fled away. With windy weather following, on swallowing he sped away. He passed the archipelagos where yellow grows the marigold, where countless silver fountains are and mountains are of fairy gold. He took to war and farrying the harrying beyond the sea, and roaming over Belmarie and Thalami and Fantasy. He made a shield of Morion of coral and of ivory, a sword he made of emerald, and terrible his rivalry with elven knights of Airy and Fairy, with paladins, 
The golden-haired and shining-eyed came riding by and challenged him. Of crystal was his haberdune, his scabbard of chalcedony, with silver-tipped plenidune, his spear was hewn of ebony. His javelins were of malachite and stalactite. He brandished them and went and fought the dragonflies of paradise and vanquished them. He battled with the dumbledores, the hammerhorns and honeybees, and won the golden honeycomb and running home on sunny seas. In ship of leaves and gossamer with blossom for a canopy, he sat and sang and furbished up and burnished up his panoply. He tarried for a little while in little isles that lonely lay, and found there naught but blowing grass, and so at last the only way he took and turned, and coming home with honeycomb to memory, his message came an errand too. In daring do and glamour he had forgotten journey and turning a wanderer, so now he must depart again and start again his gondola, forever still a messenger, a passenger, a tarrier, a roving as a feather does, a weather-driven mariner. There was a merry passenger, a messenger, a mariner. He built a gilded gondola to wander in and had in a, a load of yellow oranges and porridge for his provender. He perfumed them with marjoram and cardamom and lavender. Delightful. Oh, my gosh. That was... It's so excellent. And... If I can quibble, I might say that the professor read it a little too fast. Read it slowly <laughs> sometime. Pick up a copy of the Tolkien Reader and read it to yourself aloud, yes. but slowly. The way he's constructed the verse lines and the way he's constructed the interior assonance, the 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 rhyme, the alliteration, yes. it's just unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. What a treat. But and you know so- what? I would like a treat from you, fair elf princess, because I know in your hand you have another piece from Shakespeare. Yes, this is a wonderful little book that I picked up. Uh, It's actually uh, published by Barnes & Noble Books, and it's just called The Little Book of Great Lines from Shakespeare, edited by Nick D. Samadji. But The Little Book of Great Lines from Shakespeare, and this I thought was a very, quite a true elvish um, excerpt. Um, although I do, before that, I do have to read, of course, the what, my favorite quote, I think, of, of all of Shakespeare's and of many people's from As You Like It, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts, as do we. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And my elf, my elf life is one of my favorite parts. So this is Helena. And this is an excerpt from All's Well That Ends Well, which you, my Hobbit friend, tell me is a comedy. Yet one of of many comedies that sort of have an irrational plot, but much great poetry and very funny characterizations. And yet, underneath is hidden that that gem of truth about human nature. Mm. But it's mostly for fun. Yes. And this, uh, the little heading here that they said is that I should... That I should love a bright particular star rings with my elvish heart. Says, I think not on my father, and these great tears grace his remembrance more than those I shed for him. What was he like? I have forgot him. My imagination carries no favor int but Bertram's. I am undone. There is no living none if Bertram be away. Twere all one that I should love a bright particular star and think to wed it. He is so above me. In his bright radiance and collateral light, must I be comforted, not in his sphere. 
isn't that fabulous? I mean, that is well that ends well. That is that is why Shakespeare is universally regarded as the greatest playwright, the greatest poet in the English language. He came on the scene just as the English language was starting to solidify in its orthography and its spelling to an extent its pronunciation. And then the works of Shakespeare, as well as the King James Bible, basically solidified the English language as we know it. Mm. As, as we know, next year is the 400th anniversary of the 1611 publication of the King James Bible. Mm. Very interesting. But, oh my gosh, there's so much great poetry in The Professor. If I can just read one of my favorite passages from The Hobbit. Well, yeah. I'm a hobbit, and I like The Hobbit, and yes. I'm really looking forward to The Hobbit movies. And, you know, one of, one of the problems with The Lord of the Rings is it isn't all about the hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> but, in fact, there are, there are other peoples and there are other traditions. Mm-hmm. And from the Gathering of the Clouds chapter of The Hobbit, we have this uh, by J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with the prefatory paragraph. Then the dwarves themselves brought forth harps and instruments regained from the horde, this is Smaug's horde, mm. and made music to soften his mood, that is, Thorin's mood. But their song was not an elvish song and was much like the song they had sung long before in Bilbo's little hobbit hole mm. when he first met that massive party (laughs) that unexpected party under the mountain dark and tall the king has come unto his hall his foe is dead the worm of dread and ever so his foes shall fall the sword is sharp the spear is long the arrow swift the gate is strong the heart is bold that looks on gold the dwarves no more shall suffer wrong the dwarves of yore made mighty spells while hammers fell like ringing bells in places deep where dark things sleep in hollow halls beneath the fells. On silver necklaces they strung the light of stars, on crowns they hung the dragon fire, from twisted wire the melody of harps they rung. The mountain throne once more is freed, O wandering folk, the summons heed. Come haste, come haste, across the waste, the king of friend and kin has need. Now call we over mountains cold, come back until the caverns old. Here at the gates the king awaits, his hands are rich with gems and gold. The king has come unto his hall, under the mountain dark and tall. The worm of dread is slain and dead, and ever so our foes shall fall. Mm. So the music of that little poem is just so redolent with caves and underneath mountains Mm -hmm. and working with hammers and gems. It's almost as though you could see uh, uh, images of the mines of Moria. It's exactly right. That type of imagery. And And the foreshadowing of the Balrog in one of those lines. Absolutely, yes, because that was, uh, unfortunately, the dwarves awoke that deep, deep, that demon deep in the earth. Well, actually, I hate to tell you this, but if we recall Lord of the Rings, I'm awfully afraid that in the Lord of the Rings, it was one of my fellow hobbits that awoke the Balrog. Well, awoke him in, yes, in, in, the in fool two, of into, a took, yes. you know, knocked something down the deep well. And, yes, that's true. 
Um, but originally, I think that it was the dwarves originally, that delved yes. too deep. The dwarves delved, delved too, too deep. deep. It's okay to dwell. It's okay to delve. But too deep mm. is maybe not wise. Well, Do our you time is almost oh over. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I Already? did want to just mention, of course, that there, oh. is, there is so much... Um, po- beautiful poetry sprinkled all throughout the works of J.R.R. Tolkien in the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings and and uh, many things, passages that are just poetic, even without being, you know, specifically poetry. But, of course, m- much of my favorite poetry revolves around uh, the story of Berin and Luthien, the first tale of Elf and Mortal. And uh, there is... Um, that some of that in the Lord of the Rings and also in the Silmarillion, but also there is a book called The Lays of Beleriand, which uh, tells a little bit more, especially of all the different versions and the backstory of the Lay of of Lithien, which is the story of Berin and Luthien. But just here in the beginning, it says uh, on this uh, title page, The Doom of Luthien, it says, And thus in anguish Berin paid for that great doom upon him laid, the deathless love of Lucien to fare for love of mortal men. And in his doom was Lucien snared, and deathless in his dying shared, and fate then forged a binding chain of living love and mortal pain. And it says, Before Aragorn ever loved Arwen Evenstar, there existed the legend of another mortal, Barin, who against all odds won the heart and hand of the loveliest of elven maidens. And, um... So, of course, the themes of Luthien and Beren are woven all through the backstory and into the final uh, story of the Lord of the Rings and the unmaking of the Great Ring. And the ushering in of the Fourth Age, the Age of Peace, uh, ruled by Aragorn, then King Elessar, and Arwen Evenstar, his queen. His queen. Oh, my gosh. And that is going to wrap it up. It's for unbelievable. Our, I know. We just started a minute ago. <laughs> so next week, I'm very excited because we have our KCI DJ training coming on, uh, going on. And uh, one of my guests will actually be um, Erica Faith Kalig, who is the founder of Cloud9 Yoga, who's taking the DJ training. And she is a phenomenal woman. And she is going to be on the program with me next week, uh, which the program on alternating weeks here with What Would Arwen Do is Phenomenal Woman. And uh, she will be here next week. And we'll be talking a little bit more about ways that people can come and play and participate with us uh, during our fun to drive, which is currently going on. Could you give our call-in number in case someone wants to call in and, and support uh, independent Programming, the best community radio station in Orange County, California. Yes, for those of you listening live, 949-824-5824. That's 949-UCI-KUCI. For those of you listening on podcast, go to KUCI.org and you can click on a link there to donate as well. And we'll have some, and we have wonderful thank you gifts. You can visit our website. I think people can visit the website and see some of the thank you gifts at kci.org. Yes, indeed. And uh, there are many different levels that you can participate at. And everybody everybody who calls in and pledges uh, the basic pledge, a basic $30 pledge, you'll get... um, Let's see. Oh, a $40 pledge. You get our KUCI t-shirt, which with a DJ anteater. You can't get that. You can't get a picture of that anywhere else on the planet. (laughs) There's nowhere else. There are also uh, a few other styles of t-shirt available, but that new one is the one I would go for. Yes. And a $30 pledge, you can get three KCI promo items and choose a CD from all of the, a lot of CDs and musical genres that we have here. Um, so, 
And and plus, we just love we we love to hear from you, and and you can participate at any level, five dollars, ten dollars, you know, whatever you you know. Every skip a latte and make a donation. Skip a latte <laughs> if you donate four dollars instead of drinking that latte. Every donation gets a KUCI bumper sticker, a program guide, as well as a very nice KUCI pin. Yes, and and our great gratitude. Yes, and knowing that you're helping one of the unique artistic forces in all of California. So, my friend, until next week, I will have to say, Alin Salalumen Namentielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting, and we'll just have to wait until two weeks from now and come back and have more fun. We will indeed, Tani, (laughs) you princess elf. (laughs) Thank you, my hobbit friend. And uh, with that, uh, we'll have just a little bit of outro music here. Uh, Coco singing into the West, and then we'll get right into the Blue and Gold Report. So again, if you'd like to give us a call, 949-824-5824. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. (laughs) 